uh, I'll, I'll pre uh, warn you. Dolzvadan Yagshimiradov. Right. <laughs> okay. Dolzvadan Nasrinavishim. When you get to it. <laughs> Giving you the heads up now. I know you're going to have to pronounce it at some point. <laughs> say it one more time. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Dol- <laughs> I can't even say it. So you- All right. Hold on. Dolzvadan. Dolzvadan. Dolzvadan Yagshimiradov. Dosvadan Yashimaranov. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Percent. <laughs> All right. I'm ill. I'm ill. I'm ill. I'm ill. What the fuck? 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 I'm ill. And we are back here on the Dope Blog. It is me, Charles Day, my partner in crime, Tim Owens. And we are discussing the excellence that is combat sports. Specifically today, the light heavyweight Grand Prix that was announced in Bellator. Yes, it's a couple of months away. It's not happening until April. At the time of recording, it is February 11th, and we are days away from UFC, where we have Usman defending his welterweight title. But guess effing what? We want to talk about Bellator and this light heavyweight Grand Prix because at the end of the day, we're fans, and this had me and Tim kind of marking out in the best of ways. For those who don't know, Bellator announced an eight-man light heavyweight Grand Prix, a.k.a. tournament, that features Rumble Johnson, First, the Soldier of God, Yoel Romero. And before we get into the whole Grand Prix, what up, cuz? Welcome back. How are you feeling? Yo, what's up? Uh, glad to be back, as always. Um, feeling good. Yeah, uh, like you said, it was real hype right off rip uh, once I saw this. <laughs> once I saw Bellator announces, I mean, every if you're, uh, you know, uh, hardcore or even casual, but you watch Bellator, you ev- everyone just got insanely hype over this. It was just shared everywhere. Um, if you're following MMA media stuff, right? So it was great. I was I was so excited. And um, I got a lot to talk about, I guess, with it because we could break down pretty much all these fights because they're Grand Prix. They're not huge, right? You know, so it's uh, what, four total to start? Yeah, four fights to start because yeah. eight men entered. And I got uh, Yahoo up right now. So I'll give everybody a rundown of what the whole Grand Prix is. And then we'll start breaking it down. I yeah. think both me and you want to start you know, with, with Romero and Rumble Johnson. Oh, we kinda, of course. Because we freaked out when they got signed. So let's yeah. be real. And that was the first thing we thought. Like, if we if you go back, I mean, the first conversation was we, we were freaked out because rolling back the tape, we said, oh, uh, Yoel's fighting at Bellator, and it's not at 185. It's at 205. So does that mean Rumble? Because he just signed as well. What's going on? And that's exactly what Bellator did. They're like, yeah, here you go. Here's the street. Come watch us on Showtime. And this was only announced at the time of recording maybe two days ago. So right now, and especially with COVID and everything that's happened with MMA in the last year, we don't even know if we're definitely getting all four of these fights. But as of right now, we are. So we're going to be as excited as fuck to talk about it. For the sure. tournament is set to get underway April 9th at Bellator 256 with the first two quarterfinal matchups. Ryan Bader versus Yoda Machida, which is a rematch, and Corey Anderson versus another person making his Bellator debut in Dozadad Yakis Mashurmandov. 
<laughs> yeah, Dolzodan Yagshimardov. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not oh. saying that name again, everybody. So I, I, I don't even want to call him the Russian. I, that's like the most American thing I can do. Because I don't even know if he's actually from there. He's from but, Ukraine. See, that's even more racist now. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I had to say. <laughs> I feel worse. I feel worse he's from the Ukraine and not like Uzbekistan or something like Kazakhstan. Well, he's born, like in, born in Turkmenistan, apparently. See, I had a feeling, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're getting off off track here. <laughs> the, the quarter, the, the other two quarterfinal matchups will be about a week, or will be a week later at April on April sixteenth at Bellator two fifty seven when champion Vadim Nemkov defends his title against Phil Davis, and I guess Anthony Johnson and Yoel Romero are the undercard of the second date in this Grand Prix, and all four fights on both events will take place at the Mohegan Sun Arena in Connecticut and will air on Showtime, which pisses me off. But <laughs> I don't have Showtime, everybody, but I will figure this out. Right now, uh, from what I can tell with the gambling, uh, it looks like Bader is the favorite to win it all. Yoel Romero is a slight favorite to beat Rumble Johnson, which isn't too surprising given how Rumble Johnson hasn't fought as recently as Yoel Romero. But at the same time, seeing Ryan Bader, who I'm not no hate to Ryan Bader, being the favorite kind of surprises me. But how do you feel about that? Who, you think, um, who's, yeah, who do you think is going to win just based off the quarterfinals? So I have, all right, so I have two options. I have my option that I would want to see, and this is just because I'm fans of both, more fans of one than the other, obviously. But my finals, would want I would want Corey Anderson, Yoel Romero. That's what I want, right? That would be dope, just because I'm a dope. Yoel fan. Either way, I think Corey Anderson's ending up in the finals, though. That's um, a good that, a Corey Anderson versus Bader in the second round is what it's gonna I want to see. Wild. That's what's going to happen. I mean, looking to get into it real quick now because looking at it, Dolph Zidane, right? I don't see him beating Corey Anderson. He's new to Bellator. Corey Anderson was a you know good UFC fighter. He wasn't bad. Like anyone that says he's bad is crazy. But when he left UFC, he went to and went to Bellator. He's he didn't fight anyone spectacular. Well, who who was it? I forget already. Um, but he didn't fight anyone spectacular and just ran right through. Oh, it was Mel- Melvin Manhoof. Yeah, there and, was. Uh, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna forget. I forgot. I forgot um, automatically because it was. I mean, it was it was forgettable in the aspect of kind of knew Corey Anderson was gonna go in there and run right through him. So this is this might be a little bit more of a test, but it's still like I said, a new guy. And then I don't think Leo Machida is beating Ryan Bader. I agree with that aspect of betting i don't know if ryan bader's beating Corey anderson that's why right off rip i don't know if i have that like the betting odds might be there and I, i'm you might have to take Corey anderson actually getting past bader and personally. bader is 27 and 6 with a 5 and 1 in bellator machita's 26 and 10 2 and 2 in bellator and machita one of my personal favorite light heavyweights mm-hmm. of all time but he has been far from dominant it was far from his prime in bellator no disrespect to him because i'm giving more respect to him by acknowledging he's just not the fighter he used to be um if this was a prime machita i would have him as the favorite in this grand prix but it's not he's 42 years old former light heavyweight champion in the ufc he wants to snap a two-fight losing streak. I don't think Bader's the one that you want to do it against. It will be a big-ass win if he does actually beat Bader. I think that will already be a good step for the continuation of his career if he beats Bader. I just don't see it happening. Like you said, Corey Anderson, he's 14-5 and in MMA, 1-0 and in Bellator, only 31 years old. The dude got a future ahead of him. I would say he might be the favorite 
in this whole thing, depending on, you know, who knows if, if Rumble Johnson comes back and dude's in the best shape of his life and knocks out Yoel Romero, we're all feeling a little different about this. And to give uh, the, the, the kid out the Ukraine some credit, 31 years old, it's not a kid, he's my age. Yagashimur Muradov. Yagashimuradov. <laughs> I'll go for the first name. It's easier. Dolzvadon. Dolzvadon. 18-5-1 in MMA. Like we said, hasn't debuted in Bellator yet. What a good debut. Win or lose, you're going to get that exposure you want as a prize fighter. So that's definitely something to check out. I'm going to be checking in on it. Corey Anderson is one of my favorite Bellator fighters for personal reasons. I think this has got everything that Bellator wants. This is exactly what the fans want. This is exactly what they want. They want to bring us in to Bellator and have us talking about Bellator over UFC because they are direct competitors. And let's be real, man, me and you originally intended to come on here and and just praise one of our favorite fighters in the Nigerian nightmare before this Saturday. And here we are talking about Bellator instead. So I think just from a marketing standpoint, it's already doing their job. Correct. Yeah. You're, you're, you're spot on. Um, that's exactly what happened because we, yeah, we were hype about Kamara. I had a whole thing going on about, I was ready to talk about, you know, why the hell is no one giving him credit for what he's done in the octagon? I know. And that's not like a hot take. Everyone knows that, but it's something to actually still discuss. And um, yeah, this kind of just changed my whole thought process on what's going to be happening in 2021 as fights go and Bellator is going to have a real fun time. And I know you mentioned that we mentioned the showtime thing already. I think that's a big plus for them. And, you know, it might bring their organization of MMA into more modern times like the UFC. You know what I'm saying? Not like how they go about because their production is always great. Bellator's it's fun to watch. But I think by means of like the mainstream casual fan. Yeah, I definitely think that the Showtime is a big deal. And it's perfect to have this type of event on Showtime because the other Bellator events towards the end of 2020 – were on free TV and you just had to find it. Essentially. You just had to hope you had the channel. Yeah. This being a pay-per-view event is exactly the type of pay-per-view events they should want. I don't even know if it's pay-per-view. It might just be Showtime and it might be good for Showtime to have such a good product on like they have, but Johnson, Rumble Johnson and Yoel Romero are both making their Bellator debut in the first round. And it's kind of insane because not only could this headline its own event in UFC, but it's, it's seemingly on the undercard of a Bellator event, which to a casual fan immediately elevates Bellator in a way, because the people you're tuning in for is not the main event. Correct. Yeah. Well, maybe it is. They might surprise us. Cause you did say they, they are, they always have had a good show. Like the show and presentation aspect of Bellator was always more pro wrestling than UFC with their entrances that are elaborate. I like it. I'm not hating on it. I, right. I, you got to think they got the vaulted ramp, right? Like you're coming down out behind the curtain kind of aspect. It, yeah, theme songs, pyro, the whole come on. Right. It's yeah. It's, it's a little bit, uh, it's, it's more entertainment. So I think it, it, it gets you, you know, if um, what Scott Coker, right? If I'm him, I'm you know throwing the reel out with the Yoel Rum, uh, Rumble fight, and then you're like, and then watch the rest and get sucked in and watch the rest of this up to the main card. You're like, oh shit, that was the first one because it depends on what type of Anthony Johnson comes out, right? Is he coming out forward and playing into Yoel's game, or is he calm because he hasn't been in there in a while and he's trying to find his rhythm, right? What what Rumble is going to come out there? And That's also. Really- Sorry to cut you off, but you know what I just realized? 
Hmm. I said that about uh, Yoda Machida, his age and how he's past his prime, yada, yada, yada. Yoda Romero is one year older and is on a three-fight losing streak. And it's just crazy the different perception we have in those two fighters. Correct. I know it is so crazy. But you know what? It, it's there. You can attribute to something to it. You, If you watch the careers of each of them, you know why you say that. Yoda Machida, true vet, right? Um, I mean, we're talking, what is, yeah, 26 and 10 record? Versus Yoel's 13 and five, I think it is off the top of my head. Yeah. I have, I have Leota's uh, pulled up. Yeah. 26 and 10. So that one, you got, you know, octagon or cage or ring miles, right? You got that all on, on, on that body fighting that ring for so long. And then with Yoel, he got in so late that he, I don't think he has that. So same age and everything, but you could see the much different path of, especially like you said, how we view it, uh, these two fighters. I don't see Yoel being terrifying. You don't, see him, you don't see him being terrifying? Hold on, you cut out, bro. Oh, sorry about that. Where'd I cut out? I don't know, but I, I just got that, the random message saying, uh, <laughs> The internet connection was unstable. It seems to be back now. You cut, all I heard was, uh, you don't see Yoel being terrifying. Oh, no. no I don't, that's definitely not what I said. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, um, you, don't, you don't see Yoel being old like how, compared to age, like with Leota Machida. He doesn't have any of those old miles on there, so he looks like a younger fighter. So you're, you know, it's completely terrifying compared to Leota Machida, where you're like, uh, he might be on the way out. He's been on the way out. And you can even go further into talking about the last three records if you really want to break it down and like trying. I'm a Yoel fan, so it's a little unfair, but you look at the last three fights, it's not like he was dominated in any like fashion. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but yeah. Same with uh, Leota Machida. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you're right, Leona Machida, though. Leona Machida has the double the career 26 and 10 compared to 13 and 5. That's just crazy when the 13 and 5 is one year older than the 26 and 10. Correct. That's crazy. It's man. literally double, like literally double. <laughs> okay. It's insane. It's crazy when you think about it. But we haven't even discussed Phil Davis and, and, and the other newcomer. It's kind of, and like, I, I, I think we should. It's just crazy because Davis is 22 and five in MMA, nine and two in Bellator. And this, and what, what are we going to do? Nemkov. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Phil like, Davis and Nemkov. Yeah. This, this is a rematch. Well, long standing. Uh, yes. Right. Is it, yeah, yeah, a it rematch? I was going to say, because I think according to Yahoo, their 18 November bout ended with Nemkov winning by split decision. And Nemkov is significantly younger than Davis, 28 to 36. So, yeah, yeah. Nemkov is kind of like the low key underdog when he's the champ. He's not even an underdog when it comes to this sport. He's the guy coming in here like, yo, this is my belt to lose. Correct. Very true. Very true. Crazy. I mean, Phil, Phil uh, I'm sorry. I just said, it, I just said, it's crazy to think because we talked about everybody and literally the champ is the one that we brought up last. 
Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> right. But my, my thing with that this side of the card is I actually wanted to split up. Like if I got to choose, and I understand why marketing aspect, you put Anthony and Yoel together right off rip. That's a big, big draw for all MMA fans. But I personally didn't wouldn't want to see the Phil Davis Vadim Nemkov rematch right away. I would rather see that half of the card split up between like, I don't know, Anthony Johnson, Phil Davis, or Anthony Johnson, Vadim Nenkov, and Yoel versus Phil Davis, just to see, okay, can Vadim and Phil both win and get back to their rematch in the in the semifinal, right? Versus, you know. You would have pretty much two, would switch. Like, yeah, what you're saying, what you're saying is you would want to switch Phil Davis with Leota Machida, essentially. No, no, no. In the same side, Phil Davis and uh, like Anthony jo- Johnson or Yoel Romero. I don't want that fight right away. I oh, didn't I'm, want that. I'm fight the opposite. Right Give me it off rip because this is one of those sports where, yeah. where one injury you're done or COVID you're done. We the, the news broke right before me and you started recording that your boy is out again in the Leon uh, Hall fight. It, 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 yeah, Hamza Chamaev. Yeah. yeah, man, that that's yeah. It's shitty. Yeah. Complications from COVID. It says it's, it's very, very weird. What's going on. That, that, that's scary. It sucks. And people are still catching this shit. And so give me the fights now, because this is the wrestling fan talking to me too, because we don't know <laughs> what the future holds because how long, you know, you're not, you're, you're a casual. You don't want the long build. You don't want the long build. Think about how many fights we never got because we thought in the back of our head, there's plenty of time. Oh, but, well, like in in, re, still... in real legit shoot fighting and in pro wrestling, there's dream matchups that we never got because it we all treat life like we got forever, and then five years pass, and all of a sudden we realize these guys aren't what they used to be. Like think about it, even um, Iceman and Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz. If when we saw that first fight, we told you there was going to be a trilogy, you wouldn't think the third one is a decade later. Oh my God, under Golden Boy. <laughs> Oh, under Golden Boy. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I spaced out for a second too. I'm like, that was under Golden Boy. Yup. <laughs> no, almost ruined Golden Boy. Almost. I mean, Dana took some deep shots, but that's that's beside the point. You know, yeah, I I'm with I'm with you on the fact that like you you don't want the time frame to pass up, but the the fan in me the the more matchup I want to see because I'm I'm still just the you know a true UFC mark, I guess, right? Like, I'm just like, oh, no, UFCs will be king. So I want to see Yoel and Anthony get to the championship and fight each other for the spot in the championship, just personally. But I do agree with you to to the fan aspect and, like, anything can happen. You want these two right off rip, right off rip. See who, see who can win and what goes on. And if Rumble comes forward, it's going to be a firework of a show. Now it could be boring as well, like boring in – not really boring, just technical, but you know, we'll see what happens. Is Yoel going to use his wrestling? Probably not again. I will, we'll never, I don't think we'll ever see it. So, is he even really a wrestler at this point when it comes to mixed <laughs> martial arts? That dude is the only wrestler I've ever seen that never freaking wrestles, bro. Never. He just, he just stops the takedown. He's nope, nope, I ain't doing that. But that's <laughs> it. He doesn't wrestle ever. That is so wild. I mean, same with uh, Gaethje. You see, problem with Gaethje is not keeping up with your groundwork you get you get on there and you you get on the ground and you look like you're uh, a little bit lost but anyway Anthony Rumble Johnson as of right now is even so, like as a betting uh, like uh, is he for yeah. Yoel 
Again, against Yoel, he's even. Yoel is minus 130. Oh, wow. It's crazy, man. Like, I don't, like this is one of those things where it's like, I don't even know who to actually bet on because the way we, we left off Nemkov and Phil Davis, the way the MMA gods work is one of those two are going to win it. Yeah, correct. The way we're talking right now, one of those two guys. Yeah, so yeah, realistically, we're that side of the of the fight, I'm assuming, like I said, at the beginning, I want it to be Yoel. I don't think he's he's he might not make it through. Not with if Phil Davis is uh, top notch. Definitely not with Vadim Nenkov over there. I don't think he's just. We'll see. I mean, you know, anything happens, but yeah, that side is less uh, is more predictable than the other side. The other side of the Grand Prix is is um, a little bit up in the air. I mean, realistically, people think Ryan Bader's going to win it, but he's getting older as well, getting more miles on him as well. He's about thirty seven. He, he it's not a spring chicken fight. That's right, sure. exactly. But with Corey Anderson, he's fresh and he's a monster. So yeah, that's the, I think, yeah, I'm with you, dude. I think it's Corey Anderson or, or, or the other dude that come out of that side. If it's not Ryan Bader, obviously, but that's three dudes. So what am I really saying? But, <laughs> but like, I think Ryan Bader has a shot, but for everything you just said, the youth and I, I don't know, man. The, the the dude with that difficult name, I haven't watched him. This dude might have stone hands and knock, knock Corey Anderson and Ryan Bader out. He could. Yeah, he could. I mean, the only significant loss that I can, if I'm just looking at his card, because I'm not well-versed in him as well. So, like, the only thing, just looking over the card quick, the one loss that I can point out that I know someone of, and it, but it was a decision, so it's not like he got dominated, was against Mag, uh, Magomed Ankalov. So... Magman Ankalov is in the UFC right now, doing pretty well, if I uh, am correct. So that's the only thing I can base it off. So I don't even have knowledge behind it. So, yeah, he can come in and surprise the shit out of us and just starch Corey Anderson. But I think they gave – I think they're kind of hedging their – Scott Cooker's hedging their bets on Corey Anderson to to move up because they, they picked him up quick. It took him a little bit of time to pick up Yoel Romero, not as much time to pick up Anthony Johnson, uh, Rumble Johnson, but – Corey Anderson, I mean, when he was released, he instantly went over to Bellator. I think Bellator would like a Corey Anderson versus anybody on the other side. I really, that's what I think they really are hoping for, that Corey Anderson wins. And if it's Corey Anderson versus Rumble Johnson, Corey Anderson versus Yoel Romero, Corey Anderson versus Vadim Nemkov, Corey Anderson versus Phil Davis, it doesn't matter. I think as long as he's in the finals, it's a return on the investment. True. Yeah. Yeah. You have a good point. Because he's the one with the name. No disrespect to the other dude. Because because if the other dude can lose and then go on a run and become light heavyweight champion in a year. Like, let's be real. Correct. Correct. Yeah, you're right. He, he could. But yeah, like I said, he's even a little bit up there. I mean, they're right around the same age. So Yeah, they're both 31. Yeah. So it's it, interesting to say the least, like just the whole, the whole Grand Prix overall. And that's why we're excited about it. That's why we had to talk about it. It's <laughs> honestly interesting all – aspects of this fight and it's going to go until october right so first the only uh, thing on schedule besides this is the pitbull versus sanchez rematch at bellator 255 which is april 2nd yeah april 2nd and patrici yeah patricio pitbull he is the one that has been talking a lot of smack on social media i love it Oh, he's been talking hella shit. Talking so much at the UFC, guys. And why not? He, 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 it's the he, he, Grand Prix he's going for. 
he's the current lightweight champion or he's just a featherweight champion? I think he's both. Is he not? He's oh, two, no, hold on. I think he's a two division champion or was. And um, yeah, I'm, let's go 90%. I might be wrong. <laughs> Hedging that 10% though. He's the current lightweight world champion and, and, and the current federal ah, world champion. Yeah. There so go. Yeah, yeah, I so, knew I, I couldn't remember if it was both or one or the other, but he's, he's arguably the best pound for pound fighter in Bellator. He, he is one of the best pound for pound uh, fighters in the lightweight featherweight divisions in the world. We, we did that pod a while back. Go check it, check it out on, you know, www.thedope.blog. I, I wrote something about the best pound for pound fighters, not in the UFC and Pitbull is definitely there. Not Patricky, Patricio. And yes. Patricio has been talking cash shit on, on Twitter oh, about yeah. anybody. Well, yeah, <laughs> it starts with, and it starts with Michael Chandler ain't shit, right? That, that's what it starts with. And I'm not saying that I, I'm a big fan of Michael Chandler, but it starts with that. Cause he's like, Oh, he went over in UFC and beat one of your guys. Yeah. I beat him. So it doesn't matter. Right. And he, that's why he's talking all shit there and gives them the kind of right. Cause the UFC is treating Michael Chandler. Like he's, really 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 good so if he's that good obviously they have a great lightweight champion over there then right for from bjpen.com patricio pitbull welcomes max holloway bellator fight if he ever gets tired of making pennies in the ufc oh man i don't like that at all i think (laughs) i don't think he understands listen I like you, but Patricio, you got to understand. Did you not watch Max Holloway in his last fight? He was so technical. It was terrifying. He was so good. So I I don't like that. Max is long too. That weight is probably a little bit hard, but to cut, but like, he'll be fine. Max, Max is too good. Max is the uncrowned champ in my eyes. And we all know that. And that's just a reoccurring event. If you listen to our pod, because he's the, in our eyes, I, I assume, you know, we say this all the time. You agree. He's, he's, he should be, uh, what is it? I guess it's not lightweight. I can't featherweight. Remember. Featherweight. Thank you. He should be featherweight champ. And that's where he would fight him. Is that featherweight, not lightweight? That, I think that's where they both want to fight and not for nothing. So I'm going to read you from bjpad.com the tweets that okay, yeah, said. If they don't think the money is there, that's a lie. Bellator would be willing to pay for those who deserve it. We will see what the future reserves, where I'll be at, where they where they, they will be at, and what Bellator will be doing. But I don't have any worries. I know it's going to do something good. This isn't even the first time he's thrown shade at, at uh, Blessed. <laughs> During Holloway's record-breaking win over uh, Calvin uh, Cater at UFC Fight Island 7, he wrote the following caption over a clip of his knockout win against Michael Chandler, him being Pitbull. 447 connected strikes in a fight might be nice and all, but I'd rather just knock people out, really. Even if I didn't, they can't take that many of my punches anyway. Jeez, yeah, he's trying to talk. He's trying to get a fight. But guess what? Talk all you want. I mean, that's reckless. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was going to have some good quip to say or something. No, that's just reckless. <laughs> I would not do that. I mean, try and get your money though. I, I don't see Max coming over to Bellator unless he's got some inside thing, or is he really just playing the game? You having fun on social media because he doesn't have a matchup that's dangerous for him. In and appara- that, that's this week as of this recording, that's within the last couple of days and three days ago, he's apparently talking trash about, he would love a go at Adrian Broner, 
that's just that boxing money because Adrian Broner's a bum. So yeah, I was gonna say that's just straight up. Yeah, can you pay me a bunch of millions and we'll fight real quick, eight rounds? I mean, he would wreck Adrian Broner. Adrian Broner's been in legal trouble. He's had uh, alcohol issues. You think so? But if it's in a straight up boxing match. If it's in a straight-up boxing match, Broner might be able to do work, but he's been off his game for years now, and Broner's not the best boxer. Like, let's be real. The dude, the best days of Adrian Broner were, what, like seven years ago? Something. It has to it's be 2021. Right? Like, when, when was Adrian Broner undefeated? So I'm not saying, like, he would definitely win because I have more respect for boxers than that, even Adrian Broner. But Adrian Broner is definitely the type of boxer to get a payday off of. And then when the MMA guy beats a, a guy of Adrian Broner's tier, that's when the boxing fans will remind us it's Adrian Broner. Okay, yeah. That's my that's my take. That's I, I, What do I know? Because Adrian Broner might be training in the gym right now in Cincinnati. He might hear this and go, oh, yeah, Charles, and then knock this motherfucker out in, in the first round for all yeah. I know. Well, apparently he actually has a fight on the books as of one day ago, CBS Sports. I mean, good, because he was he was taking a bunch of L's in court. Hovine Santiago, February 20th. Best of luck, Mr. Broner. <laughs> and you know what's crazy he's my age too a bunch yeah. of 31 year olds getting talked about on this pod but I, I just looked it up his first loss was in 2013 Marcus Maidana and you've definitely seen the clip because he talked so much shit in that fight and Maidana humbled him yeah I remember. humbled him yeah but yeah alright shit yeah. well ah. <laughs> That would be fun. Listen, I'm as we've stated before, and we I know we're going to end up talking about it at some point because, you know, if you haven't heard already, they canceled that god awful Floyd Mayweather bout, right? So, oh god damn it! I knew there was something that we didn't talk about in the yeah, first world. Yeah, 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 they postponed it. Don't, don't, don't forget about it. We were almost made it through this whole thing without bringing that up. And that was my point of why I brought it up because it's apparently going to be a reoccurring theme of. We're going to talk about fights that shouldn't be happening. No, I am all for circus <laughs> fights. I'm all for ridiculous celebrity versus celebrity fights. I am not against that. I'm not above that. I'm against when it's a top tier legend. Like, I don't want to see Mike Tyson top tier, fight the, Steven like, Seagal. The, the legend. Not I can't even say top tier. Uh, the legend. 50 and 0 legend. The, the, the paper best boxer of all time. And I'm not saying that disrespect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let Floyd Mayweather give let Floyd Mayweather give uh, Canelo a rematch. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, 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 go, go. Let's see what Char, one of the Charlo twins are up to. Like, what are we talking about here, man? Like, Bud Crawford is around. Like, Mayweather wants to box. There's plenty of young talent to box, and not middleweights. And I'm sorry. Excuse me. That's wrong. And not cruiserweights like <laughs> the Paul brothers. Yes. And for those who don't know. Cruiserweight in boxing is right under heavyweight, not light heavyweight. So he, so it doesn't even make sense from a boxing standpoint. If, if Mayweather, you want the money, you want to come back out of retirement, box some youthful guys. If not, stop. You don't even like. Sure oh, he would. He would definitely make a lot of money if he fought an actual fighter. Would he not? He, like, dude, he made bank fighting. He makes bank fighting. Like his last fight before uh, McGregor was Andre Berto. It, it didn't do it didn't do Pacquiao numbers, but I'm pretty sure he made millions off of it. Yeah, but I mean, you're not going to do Pacquiao numbers. That's you know what I'm saying. So yeah, that I don't know. He he obviously can't. He's not 
able to stick it in there anymore. That's why he's going to either fight someone that's super heavy, like one of the Paul brothers, or he's going to fight that doesn't know boxing, or he's going to fight someone that has to suck all the way down to the weight he wants. As of 2020, Floyd Mayweather's net worth is $450 million. Floyd is the fifth highest paid athlete of all time, one of just six athletes whose career earnings have topped over $1 billion. And if you're wondering why he's not a billionaire, it's because he's a fucking compulsive gambler. His net worth is about $450 million, making about $300 million per fight. And with that being said, I don't consider him the best boxer of all time, but I do consider him the greatest boxing promoter of all time this dude gets his boxers paid the money team is a real name yes yeah Pops. i wish he'd get, he would get an mma but i love that he's in love with the sport of boxing because most fighters affiliated with tmt they're usually talented i mean yeah mo- the, the, pretty much all of them right i mean the, the good majority of them fight out of there and he brings brings people in there right Devin haney was training with those guys at some point um Obviously, Tanks, TMT, right? You got a few other guys that are, well, I'm not huge. You know, you know boxing more than me. So I know there's a few good guys out of TMT. So it's not like he's, yeah, he's the best promoter, not the greatest boxer. But, like, that's why I said paper. And I'm not trying to say that disrespectfully. It's just it is what it is. On paper, yes, you are the best. You're 50-0 in your division. But there's a lot to speak for of strength of record, right? And the strength of record, even though it is there, most of it has a asterisk next to it. Most well, of it. Just to give him some credit, because the 50th win is Connor, so that's a lot of people just hate it. Andre Berto was the 49th win, and no disrespect to Andre Berto, but let's be real. I'm going to go backwards. So I'm just going to start reading names, and because I, that's the one misconception that people have about Floyd Mayweather is that he didn't fight anybody, and a lot of the names are like, well, he was old by then. And it's like, they're the same age. So yeah. you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Like, I'm a big Sugar Shane Mosley fan. Sugar Shane Mosley didn't fight Mayweather when Mayweather wanted to fight initially. That's why it happened years later. Correct. If we're talking talking early Mayweather, the pretty boy Floyd Mayweather, not not, um, whatever he is now. Money. Money Mayweather, thank you. When it was pretty boy Floyd Mayweather, yeah, we're talking a different era of his boxing. Yeah, but okay, going backwards, you got McGregor, Berto, Pacquiao, Maidana twice. Canelo Alvarez, then then you got Robert Guerrero, then you got Miguel Cotto, Victor Ortiz, who, mind you, that wasn't a sucker punch. The ref said fight. Victor Ortiz was too busy complaining because he got caught doing headbutts again in that fight. I'm happy he got knocked out like that. I just needed to say that. Then you got Shane Mosley. Then you got Juan Manuel Marquez. Then you got Ricky Hatton. Then you got Oscar De La Hoya. And guess what? I'm back in 2007. Yeah, geez. So, and, and mind you, Zab Judah, I didn't bring up. Arturo Gotti, I didn't bring up. I'm just saying he's fought the names that people say he hasn't fought. Yeah, it's so the who's who. Cl- it's literally the who's who of his record. Yeah, I'll take that back. I just think well, it's funny because a lot of the no names, a lot of the like the, the bigger part of his record, arguably, was by the time he was already like 25 and 0. He didn't really fight anybody that almost 20 years later, I'm looking back on like, oh, wow, he fought that person super early. You know what I mean? A lot of the names were in the later part, and people were like, like Zab Judah, Arturo Gotti is 2005. Zab Judah is 2006. I was in high school. That's that's like 35, 34, 35, 36 and 0 already. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, I guess it's the the effect of what have you done for me lately and everything they see is the 
the mockery. Side. Yeah, you, you saw Pacquiao, which was a boring fight. You saw Andre Berto, which was a boring fight. You saw Conor McGregor, which was a circus, but guess what? It counts on the record. Correct. Yeah, that, that might be what attributes to it. Because, yeah, when you think about Pretty Boy Floyd, you think about all monsters, literally. The who's who of fighters. So And... And it's just, and it's crazy to me because the pound for pound rankings in MMA are pretty there. Like most people got Bones Jones as the goat, or they got Khabib as the goat. As of right now, until Jones wins at like uh, at heavyweight, and then that's a different. Conversation. If he wins at heavyweight, just had to put. Uh, well, stop that. I'm, I, what do you mean? Stop that. Stop that. Don't. Oh, do oh, because moving up doesn't affect fighters. No. <laughs> Listen, hold on. I'm not. What, when, not saying when's that. his heavyweight debut? Who? When's when's he debut? We don't have one yet. I don't know. Oh yeah, because he's scared to debut. Oh, I forgot. He's getting jacked. I don't believe it. He looks jacked. Dude, the dude looked jacked his whole life. His brothers, they're all genetic freaks that play in the NFL. Him looking big was never the problem. Listen, don't hate. Him putting out videos of shooting animals from a helicopter with a ridiculous gun, calling and hunting. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. That's (laughs) not that's that's just training. He's doing like tactical shit in the backyard. Yo, mind you, if that's your property, that's your, you're, you know, you're renting a helicopter and shooting things on your property, yo, that's your business. But I just want to clarify to everyone out there, that is not hunting. <laughs> like, you No, I, I'm pretty hunting. sure they're doing conservation. They were shooting hogs, right? Yeah, I don't even know. I just saw him saying he was hunting. He's in an aircraft with, with a freaking military-looking rifle in tactical gear just shooting down on an animal. I'm like, that's not a hunting, bro. Like, No, it was, no he's not hunting at all. It's actually crazy. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's shooting hogs. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so before we wrap it up here, because I don't know where we got, where we, how we got here from the Bellator light heavyweight Grand Prix. <laughs> right, right. So uh, yeah, let me let me readjust everything. <laughs> Welcome to how me and him actually talk on the phone, everybody. Um, what the hell is the UFC on Saturday? What number is it? I never remember. Fifty-eight. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, that's not yeah two fifty. Oh yeah, it's, it's Mar- Usman Gilbert Burns, Macy Barber, Alexa Grosso. So we're so we we expect to come back to you guys on after the fight. Obviously, we're not going to go in deep in our predictions. But before, I just wanted to yeah. get it on wax. What is your prediction for Usman Burns? Oh wow, I went silent. Um, uh, fifth fifth. 50-50. I want Kamara Usman to win. I do think he's the most underrated, not underrated, most looked over champion the UFC has because he has been so dominant. Though all the all the MMA reporters that I've heard and listened to and all their podcasts, all that stuff, everything that I've listened to, everyone seems to have some inside notion that when they train together, Gilbert Burns always got the best of them. Now, no one knows where that's coming from. That's the word around everyone there. So, I don't know if I subscribe to that because I didn't hear that from anyone because I don't know any of those guys. So I'm going with Kamar Usman at the end of the day. Got it. Nigerian nightmare all day. I'm with you. And no disrespect to Gilbert Burns. I've seen more Kamar Usman. I'm going to give Gilbert Burns some respect because my general feeling, and I and mind you, I'm bound to be wrong eventually because I've been decent at calling these UFC. Pretty good. Yeah, every, yeah. on the pod. I have a good record pretty, since we started this pod. Pretty good record. Yeah, I have a pretty shitty record, I think. I, I'm oh. going to say Kamaru Usman, unanimous decision. Yeah, all right. I, I think that, it goes to district. Yeah, I think ride it, it out five. five. Yeah, ride it out five. Just ride them out the whole time. And because, just, because, and, and, and I was going to say that before what you said, but you telling me that there's some people that think because of how they trained, he always got the better of him in training. Me and you 
if we, especially if me and you were getting paid to fight, it's very unlikely either of us will get knocked out or tap because both of us are aware of how we're going to try to fight. And that's exactly, that's exactly the, like the, the real technical point behind it. Cause you're going to know their strengths. You're going to know their weaknesses. You're going to know what their favorite kick is to do, what their favorite overhands to throw, what their combinations look like. Cause you've trained with them. So yeah, you're right. You're going to see, I don't want to, you know, not boring. I can't think of a better word right now, but you're going to see more technicality maybe and more hesitation the first one, two, even maybe three until they really get to four and start getting into it, probably start getting into it at the end of three because they're going to have to figure out, all right, I know all of his tells. I know all of his moves. Has he practiced something new since they've been apart in training camps? Has there, is there any new theory to what they're going to be doing? I mean, there might be new boxing out of Kamar Usman with, I'm pretty sure he's with Trevor Whitman right now practicing um, his boxing and stuff. So that is a, that could be a whole new thing for Gilbert to see. So yeah, it's interesting. It's a fun one and I'm, I'm real excited. I hope Kamara gets it done though. But, and, and just to, you know, clarify, because you say casuals a lot and in the world that we live in, there's a lot of gatekeepers. Tim isn't gatekeeping when he says casuals. He's just, it's a descriptive word. This, the casual fan that checks in, for the bigger hype fights in UFC. And they think UFC and MMA are interchangeable. We just did a whole pot on Bellator. A lot of people don't even know what Bellator is. So when he's saying casual, he means to the casual fan that will find Kamaru Usman boring. When me and him are nerding, because that's how dominant he's been, I am aware that a lot of his fights, it's like a Tyrone Woodley fight. It's not exactly the most exciting fight you're going to see. But to call it boring and get mad that he won boring, air quotes, is just wrong in my opinion. Right, like, it, it, like, like, the blood sport aspect of it isn't with the Kamara Usman fight. So the, the the casual fans that want a, a glorified boxing match, this probably isn't going to be for you. But then again, neither me or you predicted that Colby Covington and Kamara Usman would have a classic five round brawl. So I mean, ruthless brawl. So yeah, that's one of my favorite fights. Like, that's not even a joke. Like I. And for people that don't know, I'm not exactly on the side of Colby Covington when it comes to life. So I really wanted the Nigerian nightmare to kick his ass. And I got to be honest with you. I, I, I wasn't, I was over a friend's house that night. I wasn't able to watch it live. I was texting Tim. I was watching it as best I could on social media. And the fact that it was so close to the point where all I heard was, I don't know, man, it's from everybody. Like, yo, this is amazing. And then when I watched it, that's one of those fights, even if you hate the person, there's a level of respect there. So with Kamaru Usman, the fact that, like what you said, he's not underrated, but there is this lack of respect for how good he is at this sport right now. Because you don't hear welterweights in Bellator talking shit about the Nigerian nightmare. No, no one wants to no one wants to even face him. He's big for that weight class. He's so technical. He he's doing what the the Floyd thing is for what people say Floyd's fights are boring. He's so being so technical, getting in there and winning with the least amount of damage. That's what he's doing. Prolonging his career, getting in there and winning with the least amount of damage, but still definitively winning. He he had emotions when it came to the Colby Covington fight, and he showed you I can still fight with my emotions and whoop someone's ass. Or I could fight Jorge Masvidal, who I know is going to be a more dirty fighter and want to, you know, get inside and throw quick shots to try and put me away. And then I'm going to just ride him out and put him against the cage the whole time. And with Colby, he he had those emotions where he was like, nope, this is more personal. 
right? Yeah, we, we didn't do this pod yet during the Masvidal-Usman fights. I don't even remember if I casually said it on the Dope blog before then. But I remember telling it to you because, it, like, you, you're a big Masvidal fan, like a lot of people are, and they really were hyped coming off the BMF title win about this title match, and rightfully so. I was excited. But I was shocked at the amount of people that were picking Jorge Masvidal against Usman. I was like, yo, you guys are buying into the hype. Not it's Masvidal. Yeah. Like, I, I, I wasn't mad at Masvidal for having that much confidence because that's how he's got where he is. But the, the, the casual fan to the hardcores that were choosing Jorge, I, like, I know I like certain fighters that don't have a chance against other fighters. Like, off the top of my head, to go back to Bellator real quick, Michael Venom Page is one of my favorite fighters in Bellator. That dude doesn't stand a chance against Kamara Usman. <laughs> he has a puncher's chance. Let me take that back. He has that, maybe if I dink him on the chin right and he goes night-night chance, of course he does, because he's a striker. But if we're betting, if you want me to give a prediction if, against the end with those welterweights, Usman wouldn't murder him. Yes. Like, it wouldn't even be entertaining. It no, be, yeah, it would not. It would not you'd be. get mad at Usman for not putting him away. Yeah, pretty much. It, he's that dominant he really is like that a big dominant. cat playing with food yeah yeah you're t- he's he's really you're not exaggerating he is that dominant and that's what is actually so frustrating about his career up to this point because you know, like you said and thank you for pointing it out i'm not like trying to say anything about casuals in the aspect of they're they're gonna think it's boring or this or that because it is a different style of fight when you watch him because it's it's like watching a wrestling match almost. You know what I mean? Not everyone's going to be able to w- sit and watch a wrestling match and be like, what's going on here? What's the point of this? You know what I mean? No, you're, you're, you're actually right. A lot of wrestling fans, they want the Big Hoss Undertaker versus Stone Cold match or the Rock versus Hogan match. And Kamaru Usman is Kurt Angle or Chris Benoit or, or Chris Jericho back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. They are this technical type of guy that's going to tell a story inside, and it's not going to be for everybody because it's not all this hype and hoopla, but they're just that damn good. Yep, and they're they're going to just be that dominant, and they're going to go in there and do what they had to do and get it done. That's it. That's it. So, so it's, it's fun. So we both got Usman, and Usman's 33 because for whatever reason on this pod, we've been saying everybody's age, and just for because because 33, that's prime, man. That means if he keeps if he keeps up with how he's fighting at a consistent level, which is incredibly hard to do, we're looking at at least another couple of years of Usman as the welterweight champ. Yeah, at least another couple like, of years. Does he go up to the 185 if if Izzy backs out of 185? What does that happen? Do we ever see him moving around? Does he clear out this entire division? There's a bunch of shit to ask with Kamaru Usman, and that's why I'm here for it. And that's why I want people to understand and just actually just sit down and watch how he fights, how each fighter is different, and he still inflicts his will the way he wants to and win fights. Yo, GSP, come back and try to get your welterweight title. Oh, gee, listen, GSP and, and Habib is the rumor mill. Still. Yeah. And people are forgetting yeah. GSP was a middleweight list. <laughs> no, Bisping, dog. You beat Bisping. People act yeah. like Bisping's a chump. No, no, Bisping's ruthless. Tough, too. Come on, man. Yo, Bisping's one of those fighters I did not like when he was a tough enough dude or tough enough. That's WWE. Yeah. When he was the <laughs> ultimate fighter, dude. Yeah, the ultimate fighter, tough, yeah. Yo, give WWF some props because tough enough was before ultimate fighter. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. But... <laughs> 
it's crazy because everyone like yo, we talked about it. Could be first GSP dream fight. I'm not gonna act like I'm. I wouldn't. I would pre-order that now if it got announced. But yeah, if they announce it right now, I'm already bought. <laughs> but but uh, GSP versus anybody in the middleweight, GSP versus anybody is gonna be a draw. I love GSP, but Kamaru Usman, out of everybody they could come back to, let's be real. Adesanya versus GSP. We would maybe lean towards Izzy because of age. Izzy, so his uh, listen. I love GSP to death. I think Izzy's age and actual size. We always forget he is. You're right. The size difference there would make that interesting. That's the middleweight pick. That's that's the middleweight pick for me, right? Yeah. Welterweight pick is Kamaru Usman, not because it'd be this firework of fight or whatever, but it would be this technical chess match between these two dudes that are good at everything in the octagon yes i agree i agree like i same reason we wanted for khabib exact same reason but let's be real usman versus gsp that's their them at their weights i just don't think gsp wants to cut weight and i think he really wants to stay at middleweight if he get if he ever comes back so that's why i don't think the khabib fight's going to happen unless it's at a catch weight probably at welterweight and not for the lightweight title because no it would just be it would just be yeah it would just be for for the entertainment of it i don't think it would ever be for a title because it would have to be at a catch weight i don't think yeah gsp is old enough where he's not going to get down there and do it and that's why I wonder about even with Kamara. That's why I get what you're saying, but I would even still be scared with Kamara versus GSP because Kamara has such a uh, dominant size, even at 170. Like he's so he's again. I sounds like I'm saying the same thing about him and Izzy, but it's so true. He's so big for 170. He's Jack, and I think it was after the Jorge fight. Jorge was like, "Damn, I didn't realize he was that strong. Like he was he's strong, man. He's in there and." can move you around and i don't know if a non-weight cut gsp could handle that and he might be able to because he doesn't have to deal with the weight cut and kamara would have to deal with the weight cut but gsp is much older hasn't fought in a long time last fight was bisping what now that's what 2018 right before um the 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 aussie that izzy beat uh whitaker right before whitaker won the, the belt yeah, so seven. That's how close we are to it in, in title lineage, but it was a couple of years ago now. Yeah, so, yeah, seventeen. So we're talking a good amount of time where he hasn't done really anything, but he's training, changing his hairstyle. I don't know. But but also, I want to give some Gilbert Burns some love before we wrap up because we didn't really talk about him because we we were just being fans. Uh, yes. Gilbert Burns coming off a win against Tyrone Woodley last May, May twenty twenty. He's he, his last five fights beat Woodley by unanimous decision, beat uh, Damian Maya by TKO in March 2014, only only about two, three months before the Woodley fight, beat Gunnar Nelson by unanimous decision. I, I don't know Alexei uh, Kunchenko. I, I, I don't know him that, that well, but that was a uni- unanimous decision win. Beat Mike Davis by rear naked choke in April 2019. Beat uh, Olivier Aubin Mercier. I think I'm saying that Canadian ass name, right? In, in by unanimous decision in December 2018. His last loss was Dan Hooker by knockout in July 2018. It's not a bad resume, man. He, he got wins over people. He was, you know, let's be real. The, the Damian Maya and Tyrone Woodley wins. Good for you, man. He got performance of the night both times. Yeah, the Damian, the Damian Maya one's real nice. Um, and I mean, 
the thing is he does have power, right? He he has a good amount of power, so he can put someone out with one shot. Now, I think with, you know, referencing the Colby fight again, and I think with Colby, he doesn't have as much power. It's just constant pressure, constant pressure, right? Kamaro, I wonder how much power he's going to get and how much Kamaro is going to be able to eat those shots. That's what's going to surprise me because the Woodley he fought has a lot of power, but I don't think it was the powerful Woodley that we knew as a champion, right? We, we can all look at that. He he Kamaro dominated Woodley. So I think Kamaro is going to get a real test uh, this weekend with his chin with Gilbert. You know, that's just from, you know, remembering what's going on, how Gilbert fights. I think he's going to have a real test there when it comes to how much power can Kamara take. I think he has a strong chin. You'll be able to make it through. So to give those props to Gilbert, that's I think that's what we got to watch out for. All right. I think that's all we got for, for today. Cause we're going to be back before we know it. Let's be real, man. It's already almost, you know, it's, it's midway through February already. Like, damn. Time's flying, but at least we're getting, we're, at least we're getting MMA back. It feels like we're finally getting back into fight season. Even Time, though- time's flying up. We're back in a fight season, that long layoff from the end of December. And then we get a quick back to back to back with UFC Bellator's announcing fights. I think we're getting PFL again. It's coming back this year. It was gone all 2020. Right. So we got some fun stuff uh, coming in 2020. I think we said it last time. It's, it should be a packed year of, of fights and, you know, I'm excited because after this weekend that passes, we get to have another little uh, talk about what are possible matchups moving forward in the UFC, depending on what happens at 258 this weekend. It's it's kind of all up in the air, and um, there's some fights where you're you're wondering, like Bobby Green's one of them, where I'm like, hmm, how is he going to do against Jim Miller? What's going to happen here? Is he going to keep moving up these ranks? So there's a couple of fun ones. It's not super packed for a UFC uh, pay per view, but it's pretty good so i'm excited and then march we got obviously amanda and megan and we'll get into that as the time comes yep can't wait tell them where they can find you cuz you find me uh instagram twitter all the socials at t owens 1105 nice and we are at the dope blog v underscore dope blog on instagram at the dope blog all one word on twitter at the dope blog and podcasts on facebook Thank you, everybody, for the support so far. We're definitely going to be getting back in the swing of things. We are, you know, new year, new schedule, essentially. So we can't wait. Peace. See ya. I'm ill. 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 I